happiness. On several occasions I've heard people talk about true happiness. Just the term true happiness got me thinking. It indirectly tells us that there is some form of happiness that is not real. One can also argue and say there is something that is perceived to be happiness but it is not. When you seriously think about it, you realize that there is quite a number of myths around the subject of happiness. It is therefore important that we try and dismiss all these myths if we are to create a better understanding of this concept. It's a fact we all want to be happy. We all want to live happy lives. But how can we live happily if we don't understand what it is and what it means to be happy? I'll spend much of my time in this session trying to outline and discuss that which is not happiness. Hopefully that approach will leave us with a clear understanding of the ideal. Number 1. I'll start off by quoting from Eleanor Roosevelt. He says, "Happiness is not a goal. It is a byproduct." This is an eye opener. Talk to a lot of people and they will tell you that their goal is to be happy. Why are you getting married? Why are you looking for a job? The most popular answer to such a question would be because I want to be happy. In this case, the goal is happiness or happiness is the goal and that is not correct. That's a completely wrong approach. Instead, you should be married because you are happy. That will definitely translate into a happy marriage. Look for a job because you are happy and live a happy life. Happiness is not a place to be. but a direction that one chooses to take let me make it very clear that it is not a point of arrival but a way of traveling never dream of a destination called happiness because this can only bring you a life of frustrations do you want to wake up happy one day and enjoy happiness for that particular day only when you have a choice to make happiness a way of life to help us achieve that we probably need to understand the next point Number 2. Happiness cannot be pursued but created. I personally do not believe in phrases like the pursuit of happiness because according to my own understanding we can only pursue something that we hope to catch or gather one day. Why would you want to chase after something when you have the absolute power to create it? I choose to create my own happiness. Those who pursue happiness will never find it in any location. In trying to create our own happiness, let us also understand that this can only be our own creation. No one can do it for us. It is not your parents' responsibility to make you happy. Don't expect your spouse, husband, or wife to make you happy. There is nothing like my job makes me happy, my boss makes me happy. You make yourself happy. You create the happiness that you wish to experience. It therefore follows that no one can deny us happiness. No matter what your boss does, He cannot stop you from being happy regardless of what your teacher mentor supervisor pastor or parent does or doesn't do you can still live a life of happiness create happiness and be happy it is in your hands and a happy life is just a decision away that brings us to the next point number 3 happiness is not an automatic response but a conscious choice human beings are not machines So it will be folly to expect us to operate as such. We don't shift and change at the press of a button. One cannot be happy accidentally or unconsciously. 
It is only when we choose to start appreciating and enjoying what is around us that we become happy beings. The first step will be the decision that we take, followed by the state we become. It is interesting to realize that we become what we choose. This is different from picking up your favorite color. I might like blue, but I will never become blue. I might like red, but I will never become red. But I can choose happiness and become happy. Such a decision is worth taking. Those who do not take such decisions deny themselves not just an opportunity to experience happiness, but a life-changing window. If it is our choice to be happy, it is also our choice not to be happy. I just wonder whether we consciously or unconsciously choose to be unhappy creatures. It's unfortunate. Some of us choose unhappiness for the rest of our lives. Number four, happiness is not what is to be, but accepting what is. Your current situation is good enough to make you and keep you happy. The key here is probably the subject of appreciation. Just develop the willingness to appreciate all that is available to you. Let us understand that one does not need to have resources or possessions in abundance to live a happy life. Research shows that it is not the most developed or wealthiest countries that have the happiest people. Happiness is not the future, but the present. Unfortunately, most of us do not have the eyes to see all the good around us. I dream of a day when our people begin to understand that happiness is not having what you want, but wanting what you have. Accept your present school, college, or university, and you'll be happy. Develop love for your present job, and you will see happiness. For as long as you associate happiness with what is yet to come, you will never be a happy individual. It is quite disturbing to know that happiness seems to evade a lot of people because when they are in school, they think they will be happy when they are in college. And when they are in college, they think they will be happy when they get a job. And when they do get a job, they think they will be happy when they retire. And then eventually retire, they look back and yearn for the past. Feelings of nostalgia sink in and they wonder how happiness eluded them throughout those interesting moments. The next point is somehow related to what we have been discussing. Number 5. Happiness does not reside in possessions and wealth. Henry Miller says, I have no money, no resources, no hopes. I'm the happiest man alive. For some reason, we tend to believe happy people are happy because of their wealth. This is a very misleading myth. If you look around in your local community, you will discover that there is a number of wealthy individuals that are far from being happy. To put it more accurately, they live miserable lives. We can therefore safely argue that one should not be unhappy because they are poor. Poverty should never justify your unhappiness. I however wish to state that we can be wealthy if we are happy people. Happiness breeds riches and wealthy and not the other way around. I will agree with you if you say, I'm wealthy because I'm happy. Let me ask and to say some of us are rooted in absolute poverty today because they live their lives as unhappy beings. At the end of the day, we need to understand that our state of being determines our potential to attain possessions and riches. On the contrary, our riches do not determine our state of being. Let us make it clear that happy people can either be rich or poor. Happiness is available to all, 
irrespective of what you have or what you do not have. I'm sure we still find millions of happy people if we visit the 10 poorest nations in the world. Afghanistan, Central African Republic, Sierra Leone, Eritrea, Niger, Somalia, Liberia, Democratic Republic of Congo, and Zimbabwe. On the other hand, Luxembourg might be the richest country in the world, but there is no doubt thousands of US citizens do not know happiness. You'll agree with me that on numerous occasions you have seen people smile or even hear them laugh during sad and depressing situations like a funeral for instance. These are not in any way suggest that the laughing individuals are in any way happy. It can only be viewed as happiness if it is a smile in their heart and a laughter from their belly. For as long as it is external, it is far from that which we regard as happiness. It's however unfortunate that most people are normally misled to think and believe that a mere movement of the lips is a true reflection of how a person feels from inside. That does not in any way define happiness. Having dismissed these various myths around the subject of happiness, I think it's important that we now talk about what exactly you understand from the term happiness. We can only do justice to this term if you look at it through the eyes of the father of positive psychology, Martin Seligman. He created a very special term known as PEMA. This is an abbreviation, P-E-R-M-A, which stands for P, positive emotions, E, engagement, R, relationships, M, meaning, A, achievements. It can only be fair that we look at these five terms in greater detail. Let's start off with positive emotions. We should focus on the positive. Positive emotions open us to possibilities and an increased ability to move forward. We deserve a flourishing life. Dr. Barbara Fredrickson suggests some great positive emotions. Joy. It happens instantly. It's an unexpected experience that blows you away. Remember the feeling you get when your best friend pays you a surprise visit after a long time of not seeing each other. Gratitude. A strong feeling of appreciation for other people's efforts and contribution in your life. Imagine someone helps you out after a car breakdown in the middle of nowhere. You get a feeling of gratitude. Serenity. This is an inner feeling of acceptance and peace. When you accept what it is, let it be and let go of that which you cannot change. Hope. This is a very strange positive emotion that one experiences during a rather dull and negative period. It is that moment one feels that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Pride. Now we are talking about that moment you put yourself at the back, look at yourself in the mirror and celebrate your achievements. Can you recall the feeling you got after your graduation, after successfully completing a challenging project? Amusement. We all feel positive at the thought of pleasant surprises that make us laugh and chuckle. Inspiration. It is always a pleasant feeling to watch, witness and experience challenging moments of brilliance. Take for instance watching a sports person fight all odds to win a title. We cannot help but feel inspired. Awesomeness. This is a positive emotion you experience when you get in touch with the awesomeness of the awesome. 
Imagine the feeling you get when you connect with nature, with the animals, when you listen to the sound of the birds, when you watch the sea waves, when you silently gaze at the sunset. Love. Here is a priceless feeling that sums it up. It is an emotion that guarantees happiness. With love, one is everything. Joy, gratitude, serenity, hope, pride, amusement, inspiration, and awesomeness. Let's move on to the next letter, E, for engagement. This is also known as the flow. Being on the ball, being in the moment, being in the zone, being wide in, being in the groove, and keeping your head in the game. In order to be in the flow, the objectives one needs to achieve should be clear, challenging, but attainable. It is always difficult for someone to be absorbed if the direction or the ideal is not clearly stated. A teacher should not expect her students to be totally engaged if they are not aware of that which they ought to achieve. We get a great deal of happiness every time we focus and allow ourselves to be on the ball. Those who have ever been engaged will agree with me that when you are in the moment, you lose track of time. Our sense of time gets somehow distorted and to a certain extent, that's a great feeling. Be in the zone and enjoy a rare sense of being in total control. As human beings, we naturally enjoy being in charge. There's no doubt we automatically get wired in once we realize and establish that our current activities have the potential to bring inner satisfaction and intrinsic rewards. When one is in the groove, they somehow forget about their bodily needs. They easily forget that they need to rest. They forget about sleep and food. That awareness for bodily needs disappears. They are just happy keeping their heads in the groove. Artists, musicians, painters and athletes normally get so absorbed in their activities and they can easily relate to the issue of engagement or subject of flow. So these people know happiness. Let's quickly really move on to the next letter, R, for relationship. Family relationships and sound social interactions, in general, have a huge positive effect on happiness. It stands to reason that people who are satisfied with their marriages and family life tend to be happy, while people who are dissatisfied with these aspects of their lives are generally unhappy. More than success, more than fortune, fame, or wealth, more than a life of ease and play, Nothing affects happiness more than our home life. It is common knowledge that we normally draw much of our support from those who relate and interact with us. These are the rightful people to put a smile on our face and authentic happiness in our hearts. A lonely life can only bring sorrow and misery. It is weird and strange to see a happy, lonely person. We can easily argue and say one cannot be happy alone. Happiness is to be shared. Let me, however, make it very clear that we should not allow a situation where our happiness is family dependent on someone else. How many times have you heard people subconsciously saying, He makes me happy. She makes me happy. This is a false belief. It is a myth that we need to dismiss. They do not make us happy. Instead, being together makes us happy. It is the act or idea of being together that deserves the credit. The interaction the socialization, the mixing. It is equally a false belief to say, I'll be unhappy without you. 
Very often we associate someone leaving us with unhappiness, sadness, anger, and loneliness. In reality, there is no pain of being alone, but just a belief that it is painful. It is this fear of being rejected and being alone that has driven poor decisions in relationships thus creating unhappiness. The next letter is M for meaning. We can only feel the inner joy and experience happiness if we discover, comprehend and realize our real purpose. This is a very interesting subject. Unfortunately, we won't get into much detail in this session. For those who need more information regarding their life purpose or life meaning, I advise you to listen to our audio disc titled Life Sentence. Without a doubt, the meaning of life has been a hot topic among great philosophers since time immemorial. Why are we all here? What is life all about? And what is the meaning of it all? In essence, as human beings, we ought to justify our existence. There will always be a relationship between the meaning of our lives and our well-being. We can safely argue that those who do not know the meaning of their lives do not know happiness. That's some food for thought right there. Instead of pursuing and chasing happiness, embark on the search for the purpose of your life. It is through this purpose that happiness will come. Peter Elbow argues, Meaning is not what you start with, but what you end up with. In reality, those who know the meaning of their lives leave us with something to talk about at the end of their lives. They leave a legacy. They create happiness, live happy lives, and leave us cherishing happy times. Ellie Weasel says, Our obligation is to give meaning to life, and in doing so, to overcome the passive, indifferent life. This is a very interesting perception because now we are reminded that giving meaning to life is not a choice but an obligation. It therefore follows that happiness is something that we are entitled to. For some reason, not all of us enjoy it. One wonders why human beings deprive themselves of such a tickle and such a pleasure. Modern psychologists believe no happiness, no flourishing. The last letter A for achievement. There will always be a close relationship between the achievement of our goals and happiness. This therefore underlines the need for us to cultivate the habit of setting goals. One will never know if they have attained a worthwhile achievement if they did not outline their goals at the beginning of their journey. How will you ever know whether you are successful or not if you don't know the target? Now you can imagine how many times we miss out on happiness because of poor planning or complete lack thereof. On several occasions, I've heard people say things like, I'll be happy if I pass my examination. I'll be happy if I get married. I'll be happy if I get a job. I'll be happy if I see my family. What however disturbs me is whether all these people really get happy when all these wishes come true. It is always good and healthy to celebrate our achievements. Those who achieve deserve a life of happiness. I'm not sure if we should say the opposite is true, that those who do not achieve do not live happy lives. To a certain extent, I would say yes, because indeed a failure to achieve can only bring sadness and frustrations. It is therefore entirely up to an individual whether to achieve or to underachieve. Bear in mind, though, that whatever the outcome, it will have a bearing on your happiness or well-being in general. Attainment of our goals should however be done in line with our core values. It is essential that we keep our beliefs and principles at the back of our minds. Shortcuts, corrupt means, and bribery can only compromise on our happiness. One cannot truly celebrate their achievements 
if they are a result of an infringement of what you believe in or what the society approves. Politicians who rig elections will never enjoy true happiness. A student who passes a leaked examination will never enjoy authentic happiness. At this point, let me share with you some interesting quotes about happiness. Tenzin Gyatso, the 14th Dalai Lama, says, The greatest degree of inner tranquility comes from the development of love and compassion. The more we care for the happiness of others, the greater is our own sense of well-being. Madam Distail, The greatest happiness is to transform one's feeling into action. Grujo Max, each morning when I open my eyes, I say to myself, I, not events, have the power to make me happy or unhappy today. I can choose which it shall be. Yesterday is dead. Tomorrow isn't arrived yet. I've just one day, today, and I'm going to be happy in it. James Oppenham, the foolish man seeks happiness in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. In conclusion, here is my 20 pieces of advice. Be jovial. Be excited. Be jubilant. Be fantastic. Be thrilled. Be fabulous. Be splendid. Be wonderful. Be awesome. Be delighted. Be brilliant. Be elated. Be amused. Be joyful. Be marvelous. Be invigorated, be exhilarated, be gratified, be zealous, and finally, be happy.